Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 97 of We Laugh for the November 20th weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios, as always, is the L-Train. How are you, sir? Very good. How are you, Mr. Two Frames? Doing well. Excited to be here. As always. As always. Uh, big weekend for bots offices. Last two weeks have been a little slow, but this week we get a huge jump start. We get the fourth film in the Hunger Games trilogy. Right. With uh, The Hunger Games, colon, Mockingjay, part two. Could they have gotten away with just calling it Mock- Mockingjay? Yeah. Don't you think? Why not? It's it's too much uh, stuff in there. Yeah, why didn't you say Mockingjay, The Hunger Games, part two? I don't, yeah, I don't understand the naming conventions of, of these titles. It's too long. Uh, this is directed by Francis Lawrence, who previously directed Catching Fire and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Wasn't he the guy that helped kill Romeo and Juliet? No, you're thinking of Boz Lerman. No, I'm thinking of Friar Lawrence. Oh, Friar Lawrence. Okay. No? Sorry, I thought you meant that. Very good. Uh, he also did yeah. uh, I Am Legend and Constantine. Uh, this is supposed to finish off the whole Hunger Games trilogy as Katniss leads the rebellion against the capital. you think it won't? You think that they're going to like double down and do part two, part part two A and part two B? I don't think this is the last Hunger Games film. Really? Well, uh, what, a prequel or something? Within the next five years, we get another oh, Hunger yeah. Games film. Okay. So that that's why I'm hedging my bet. Plus, the book ended kind of bleakly. I'm not sure if they're going to do the same. I could see well, them tweaking the ending. All right. Don't they flash forward about 15 years, 16 years or something? To... Yeah, there, there's an epilogue. All right. So bit. Suzanne Collins wrote this book. Mm-hmm. Is she writing something else in the series? Is she adding to it? I, I don't know. I could see there being some prequels that come out. Apparently, this is also going to be the most violent of all four Hunger Games books Ooh. or movies stories, hmm. whatever we want to call them. It could be pretty violent, considering that they have weapons and things that they use. This sh- they should have. It should have been more violent, the movies. Yeah. Is it PG-13? PG-13, so that it can reach a broad audience. Apparently, there are also plans to announce the building of a Hunger Games theme park down in Georgia. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> if, so if they do that, they've got to do another movie to coincide with the grand opening of the huh. amusement park. I like the idea that parents will bring their children to an amusement park that celebrates a story that's all about children killing chil- children. Just drop them off. Yeah. Go play in the ball pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to be able to see some of those rides. What was it? What would they involve? Like bows and arrows, scimitars. Yeah. The, the bumper cars have yeah. spears on them. Yeah. Lances. Do you think it could be like that? Like run them into a, uh, like a, I don't know, a demolition derby of, Children killing each other and fighting. I kind of like it. I think they should get the people that made Action Park uh, back in New Jersey in the 80s. One of the most dangerous amusement parks ever. Right, because they didn't tighten any bolts. Yeah, I think they like averaged two deaths a year for about 12 years of operation. Something crazy like that. All right. Isn't Katniss Everdeen supposed to be 16, 17 years old? Mm -hmm. How old do you think Jennifer Lawrence is? 25. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's a that's a pretty big difference. It's kind of hard. There's a big difference between a 17 year old and a 25 year old, and she can play 40. Yeah, she's matured very rapidly. I mean, she she looked kind of teenagerish in the first Hunger Games film, but in the last four years, she she's developed into a woman. What about uh, Josh Hutcherton? How old do you think he is? Hutcherson. 28. No, he's 23. He's the youngest of the three. And Liam Hensworth, who plays Gail Hawthorne, is 25. Wow. As well. Huh. Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're pretty long in the tooth, except Hutcherson is the youngest of them. Are you excited to see this because this is the last time you get to see Philip Seymour Hoffman on the big screen? No, I didn't see the, I didn't see the second, the second to last one. So how will you the follow along one. with this plot? I read the book. Hmm. I didn't like the book. I didn't. And the movie, I guess the second, I almost watched part one of Mockingjay this weekend, but I decided to spend my time doing other things. I don't know. Should I watch the first one before I go watch this one? I mean, I read the book. I know how it ends. I mean, supposedly what, they're tonally going to be very different. Uh, same director? Same director. Hmm. Uh, the the last film, part one, dealt a lot more with the politics and how do you cause a rebellion to want to very swell political. up out of the masses. Yeah. It's a lot of talky stuff. Yeah. Not a whole lot of action. Hmm. I, I, at the end of this movie is uh, PETA, I suppose, and Gail are still alive and Katniss. They're all, all the major players are still alive, right? Maybe. I don't well, know. At the I beginning would kind of the movie, like them it? to kill other people. I <laughs> think <laughs> okay. if you're expecting some characters <laughs> die and they never die, that'd be awesome. No, I'm just and wondering then, if, if I should, be prepared for a Josh Hutcherton or a, or a Liam Hensworth, or do I need to not get myself excited about whether or not they're going to be in there? He'll be in there enough. All right. Um, this is also what we're going to cover on episode 100 to celebrate getting to a hundred. <laughs> wow. It better be a knockout killer movie. Breaking the three digit barrier. We celebrate oh, next week on laugh. All right. Uh, what else is coming out? Uh, I guess that the the movie that most intrigues me this week is uh, Secret in Their Eyes. This is a rising. Uh, it's a movie about a rising FBI investigators uh, Ray and Jess, along with the district attorney supervisor, are suddenly torn apart following the brutal murder of Jess's teenage daughter. Now Jess is played by Julia Roberts, and Nicole Kidman plays the district attorney supervisor. And the investigator Ray is played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. All three of these actors I really like. Now the movie is set 13 years later. And they're searching obsessively for the elusive killer. That's pretty much all I want to say about the movie. You said that you weren't intrigued by his trailer. I don't really pay, pay much attention to trailers, but I like the people that are involved with this. I didn't understand the conflict and why these people were conflicted about what to do to solve this problem. This is uh, directed by Billy Ray. Uh-huh. Seems like there should be another name after that. I don't know. Did you catch the Hunger Games connection? No. He wrote the original Hunger Games film. Oh, really? Along with Fight, Flight Plan, which is a decent suspense film. He also wrote Captain Phillips. And the, the Color Hanks of Night. Film. Which was that uh, Bruce Willis movie. He wrote... Oh, I did yeah. not see... Oh, I love Color of Night. Jane March yeah. uh, was probably my teenage crush. He's working on The Devil in the White City. Did you read that book? About the first serial killer in uh, oh. in modern America. Uh, it was or, you know, set in Chicago yeah. during the World's Fair. Yes, yeah. I did read that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is attached to that movie. Now, then they've been trying to produce that film for pff, 10 years. I don't know. It seems like a good story. 
The cinematographer of this, Daniel Motor. You know who he's married to? Mrs. Motor? Julia Roberts. <laughs> They're both married. I like it. Uh, Do you this... think you could let your wife cinematography, cinema, cinema photograph you? Would you have your wife cinema photograph? <laughs> let me think you? about that for a second, Elmer. Uh, <laughs> she takes decent photos. All right. I haven't seen too much of her uh, video camera work. This is also a remake of the Argentine film of the same name that won Best Foreign Film back in 2010. Well, not the same name. It's got to be some Spanish name, right? Yeah, it just translates the same way. Oh, okay. In fact, when I was doing research last night on this and typing the name into IMDb, it was only coming back with the Argentine film. Oh, at really? first, yeah. So I did, was a little confused. Did you know how old do you think Julia Roberts is? Uh, forty-four. Forty-eight. Ooh. Uh, last saw her in August, Osage County. I think we both enjoyed that film. What quite about a bit. Nicole Kidman? Uh, Kidman, I'll say, is forty-seven. Forty-eight. Oh, she's actually older. Uh, she was last in. Stoker, I think, was the last movie I saw her in. I thought she was great in that. She yeah. was also the voice of Millicent in Paddington, but I never did get around to that. I have it somewhere, I think. I've seen it uh, in the you know, digital library. It might be on Netflix or Amazon Prime, but I haven't uh, haven't watched it yet. Fair enough. Um, and Chiwetel Ejiofor, how old do you think he is? <laughs> uh, 43. Nope, he's only 38. Okay. Last saw him in The Martian. And he's going to be in Doctor Strange, I think, also. So yeah, playing a, a different character because he's the like different than other characters. He was in the Thor films. He's like the gatekeeper for their weird. Oh, like, you mean in Doctor Strange? Yeah. So okay. Doctor Strange, he'll be playing a different character yeah, he's... than he's played before in the Marvel universe. Um, are you in the Christmas spirit yet? I know last nope. week you said no chance. You're not ready for Christmas films. Nope. What about this week? Nope. Not until after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, then maybe. So, But you have The Night Before starring Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. It should open the night after Thanksgiving, <laughs> and then I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 they're trying to get ahead of the, of the rush for Christmas, Christmas movies. They're trying to get ahead, but they, they're already behind because Love the Coopers bombed. Yeah, but nobody this is, loved them. This is going to be a very different audience. This is a hard R uh, on Christmas Eve. Three lifelong friends, two of whom are Jewish, spend the night in New York City looking for the Holy Grail of Christmas parties. Okay, and which is like just, marijuana and drugs, and yeah, it's Seth Rogen doing another drug film. Uh, he also seems to enjoy having films come out at Christmas time. All right, last year he had the schedule. intern, hmm. or not like, the intern, uh, the interview. It's like Santa Claus. He's the Jewish Santa Claus. Comes around every Christmas. Yeah, and that has to be a hard sell. Here, let's make a, a gross-out comedy, Spreading very raunchy, and we'll put it at Christmas time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's Jewish, so <laughs> he doesn't really care about crapping all over Christian traditions. <laughs> traditions. Yeah. This is directed by their buddy Joe's uh, Jonathan. Levine? Yeah, I guess he did 50-50, right? Yeah. He also did the zombie romance film Warm Bodies. I think it must be fun having a group of people that you that you share a lot of time with and you do a whole lot of different movies with. I mean, it, it seems like they're often typecast in the same uh, types of characters. but Will we look back at these films and think of them as our generation's Rat Pack movies? I was thinking more like the guys that came out of Saturday Night Live. Okay. Like the Chevy Chases and the... Dan uh, Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, John Candy is mixed up in that 
somewhere. Bill Murray. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how famously they got along with each other. Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, I think, didn't really like each other at all. No, I think but, uh, Aykroyd was one of the few who could kind of bridge gaps, but he even seemed to get tired of that after a while. It seems like these guys have a have a genuine uh, sort of trust for each other, a, a genuine sort of uh, uh, relationship that transcends mere movie making. But it's got to be, I mean, that's why I like watching these outtakes of movies like this. All so. right, so three movies are out this weekend. Where are you spending your money? What film would you go see? If I would, given the choice. If I, yeah, if I had the choice, I wouldn't see Hunger Games. I'd probably go see Secret in Their Eyes, and then I'd sneak in for the outtakes of uh, after or the night before. All right. I think I would definitely see Hunger Games. I think I can wait for Worst Secret in Their Eyes to come out at Redbox. And speaking of Redbox, uh, this film came out back in February. I think I saw it streaming. It's been forever coming out on the Redbox. What Adult Beginners. That? Okay. Starring uh, Bobby Cannavale, Rose Byrne, and Nick Kroll. Also has a guest appearance by Joel McHale. I like that Joel McHale. But you like him for Talk Soup? Yeah. I like him for Community. Like him for the soup. Yeah, and I've never we seen won't watch community. each <laughs> other's show. I wonder if he's a very different person. Probably not. No, I'm pretty sure he plays just the same guy. In this, Nick Kroll moves back home to live with his sister while he gets his life back together. He helps her raise her th- uh, her three-year-old son and deal with her husband. So he's like a manny. Yeah. Becomes a manny. It, deal it, with her husband like they have fisticuffs. Uh, they're having some problems with their mm. marriage. Of all those actors you named, I like uh, Nick Kroll the least, though. I, I really didn't know him that much, and at first I thought, ah, he's got kind of bug eyes, but <laughs> yeah. he grew on me over the course of the film. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a dramedy, I guess, uh-huh. but it, it works pretty well. It, right. it, it's a nice sleeper pick. Adult Beginners. Adult Beginners. Yeah. All right. uh, what do you got for us on the streaming side of things? I've organized these picks around a common theme. The uh, Available on demand? They're both available on demand, and they both have, they both deal with parenting in some way. Now, I don't really have any children, really, <laughs> if you, unless you count my dogs. And I don't really enjoy necessarily the 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 idea of being a parent. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of like watching from a distance parenting because I can be critical of them. I can be critical of the lack of common sense that I see in parenting. And that's what these two movies sort of, uh, they, they hinge around the same, that common theme. The first is a documentary. It's my net pick. It's called the short game. Everybody that I recommend this movie to loves it. It's about seven year olds who seven year old and eight year old golfers who are at the top of their game and they travel to Pinehurst, North Carolina to compete in the world championship of junior golf. I didn't even know that there was such a thing. Um, but apparently there's eight kids that they follow and they have different relationships with their parents, varying degrees. So, uh, one of the kids is Alan Kornikova, who's related is a half brother of, uh, the, the Anna Kornikova. Yeah. Anna Kornikova is his older sister. She was another teenage crush I had. She was also a, a child phenom in, in tennis. Cause the mother, I think mentions this a couple eh, of times. Phenom. Well, an eight. Nine, ten year old. When she became an eighteen year old, maybe not so much of a phenom. I think she was fifteen or sixteen. She made like the semifinals of one of the major things. Never got anywhere close to there again. But she took wonderful photos. Right. 
but I don't really know much about her history before she was 15 or 16. However, I think that they set up that she was one of these national junior champions, right. like her, like her half brother, uh, Alan. Uh, I'm interested in having you watch this and maybe talking about it sometime in the future. All right. A little bit more. The other movie is we need to talk about Kevin. It's my Amazon prime pick of the week. And it, Mr. Mr. Two Frames, we need to talk about Kevin. Have you seen this? I have not seen it oh, yet. Oh, it's brutal. Starring John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton as uh, parents of young Ezra Miller, the, uh, the, the titular Kevin. Oh, that kid is evil, man. There are actually four or five kids that play him at various stages in his life. Rocky Dewar plays him as a toddler. Uh, Ezra Miller, like I said. Ezra, Ezra Miller, you may remember him from... Um, uh oh what's the movie with uh Ezra Miller uh they played uh Slow West? No, no. Oh crap, I I forgot to write it down. He was in uh not something in their eyes or what's the movie based on the book that Lumsden loves? Confessions of a Wallflower? Yeah. Ezra Miller was last seen in Confessions of a Wallflower. Uh Tilda Swinton is I think we saw her in Snowpiercer. She plays kind of a creepy character in there. She's pretty creepy in this. She's not nearly as creepy as Kevin. Kevin is horrific, and he's the embodiment of evil. Evil. Uh, when you when I studied or taught Frankenstein, yep. it discusses what would happen if a mother rejected his child. This movie deals with the common theme of that. the The mother son relationship is very strained to say the least and knew that Kevin oh he creeps me out just the thought of him so anyway common theme is parenting or lack thereof it's a impressionistic movie some people would have a hard time dealing with it I have a hard time recommending it to anybody but if you like getting creeped out by these things and looking at this in a general sense which I know you do you kind of like creepy movies. I think you'll like this movie. We yeah, need to yeah. talk about Kevin. All right. I like it. So uh, streaming pits are We Need to Talk About Kevin. That's available Amazon Prime. And on Netflix, you've got The Short Game. Mm-hmm. I recommend it on Redbot's Adult Beginners. And this weekend, we see three pictures opening in wide release. The Secret in Their Eyes, The Night Before, and Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Episode 98 will see us uh, discussing the film Altered Minds. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to have the director on the show, Michael Wessler and C.S. Lee. Yep, uh, we're planning on having an interview, another interview for the Laugh Podcast. We'll see if that works out or not. Yeah, so we're uh, very excited. Uh, look for that episode later. Psychological in indie thriller. So uh, thank you for joining me on the show, L Train. Thank you, Mr. Two Frames. There be dragons. Poxet Boonham. <laughs> <laughs>